It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. All right, fellas. Uh, here's the... Um uh, the news, and I don't know that I should interpret this necessarily as bad news, but I'm just going to lay it on out there for you. They've covered the field here. <laughs> uh, well, that's not it's not good. Uh, they pulled the tarp uh, onto the field. We are under some pretty good cloud cover right now. Um, Roger and I are under a rollout like awning canopy that's over where we're, but we are. Oh, and that rumble you just heard in the background was the rumble of, uh, you guessed it, thunder. Um, So that's happening. I'm looking at the Longhorns right now, and I think they're walking into the uh, indoor batting cage of the Jimmy and Kim Klotz Player Development Center because they're due due to be on the field to hit in 15 minutes at uh, 1045 Central Time, and the tarp is on the field. So I would say that's probably not going to happen. And I think the guys are going to go into the indoor cages to hit. There's another sign that's, eh, let's just say it's not the most pleasant sign in the world. The the really good people here at Miami, and they have been outstanding so far in how uh, things have been set up and uh, giving us the things that we need to do our job and all this other kind of stuff. Yeah, they walked over a few minutes ago, Jeff, and handed uh, Roger and me two I think it's two, two giant trash bags for the purposes of covering our equipment if we need to cover our equipment. I was going to say, did you bring, you, you have ponchos, right? No ponchos. No ponchos? No ponchos. Mm. No, uh, there is an awning, but they but they did tell us about the awning. They said the awning is good for a light rain. <laughs> and, and I will tell you that yesterday afternoon, Longhorns did get all of their practice in. And uh, and they're hitting, they're batting, they're infield, outfield. They got all of their uh, practice in. Roger got a chance to witness a, a, a scary moment for a moment. Jack O'Dowd collided. Who did he collide with, Rog? You remember, who, who was it that Jack O'Dowd collided with yesterday that Jack ran into? Yeah, who did he collide with? You know, it, was a, it was an unnamed. Might have been Dylan Campbell. Not sure. But anyway, he was fine. He was down for a couple minutes and – they went out to check on him, make sure he was all right. He was down there get, gathering himself. He was fine. Got up and, and, and continued. But they, my point was they went through their practice. They did all their – they got in all their hitting. So did Louisiana. Miami had gone before Texas. I think the only ones who got caught in the, uh, in the rain were the four seed, the main black bears. And uh, it, was, uh, it was not good. It, it, I mean, it was a pretty significant downpour yesterday afternoon. And that was kind of the concern – for today, well, for the moment, there's there's some pretty dark clouds that have come over the ballpark right now. No rain. We did hear rumbling of thunder off in the distance, uh, but the team is definitely going inside to take their batting practice indoor, and I think they're taking no chances here. This field drains really well, and they're able to get it ready to play even after a heavy rain in about an hour or something like that. Uh, but it is natural grass, and a, and and obviously a dirt infield, so they've got the tarp on the field right now no fish so, no fish in the outfield don't have to worry about that uh no fish in the outfield now uh, roger's showing me a picture of the radar 
and uh, where we are. And uh, we're right, kind of right on the edge of that. If it, if it kept moving north instead of inland, we're going to be okay. But I don't know that that's necessarily the case. Well, and I've got a feeling Miami's not going to have to blow through their entire athletic, their remaining athletic department budget on Diamond <laughs> Drive. <laughs> They're not going to have to bring in helicopters and yeah. and 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 blow out the uh, athletic budget on uh, Diamond Drive and uh, in the outfield. They won't need to do that. Um, remember, was it was it a couple of years ago? I know la- uh, last year in Florida they had the big rains in Oklahoma, kind of came through it all and ended up beating Florida, knocking them. But wasn't Texas Tech down here in a regional yes. two or three years ago where they got pushed back and pushed back and they had a lot of lot of rain delays? Mm-hmm. And that was one I think were. Dartmouth was in here, I think, as well, maybe. Um, so it was, yeah, they're used to it down here. They know how to deal with it. Unfortunately, it it does imperil being able to start and keep a regional tournament on schedule. So that's that's going to be the um, that's going to be the concern. I, I don't think there's any doubt. It, you know, can they work around the the, the rain? And um, from what I've been told, the biggest threats are today and tomorrow, less so on Sunday and if it gets pushed to Monday. But then you get on in the next week, and there is a tropical depression out in the Gulf of Mexico. And there is some concerns about that thing uh, turning up this way and, and, and uh, causing some problems. So, yeah, there's, there's definite concern. I don't think there's any question about that. There's, that there's concern lovely. about that. Yeah. And, and now, I will tell you this feels kind of comfortable at the moment at the year because there isn't any sun beating down on us and because of the cloud cover and a little bit of breeze it actually feels quite comfortable out here but i i i would trade that for some uh, discomfort and and a little feeling of uh, humidity driven heat based uh, oppressive conditions if it meant we were going to be able to start and play this tournament on time and 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 right now it, it is on time right now it is scheduled to do that but the tarp is on the field. So the Logwins who are scheduled to take batting practice nine minutes from now are going to be taking it indoors um, in the indoor cages. So that that's what's going to be happening there, hey, unfortunately. Craig, so I don't, I, I don't remember if David Pierce mentioned this in the availability yesterday or if you've heard it from him being down there or what. What is the bullpen plan? Because we know Heston Toll and David Shaw not available. That's uh, correct. DJ Burke is transferred out, so yep. you're you're down a few bullpen hands, and at this point, the guys that are there have been up and down, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, is it completely situational based on who they go with first, or do they have a guy or two that they feel like, okay, regardless of the situation, to get this win on day one, get yourself into the winners bracket, we're going to go with person A, person B, or person C. Well, I, it's a good question, and what what I think that a lot of this is going to come down to is what I just referred to. How on schedule can you keep this event? Uh, if, if, you know, Gino looks good right from, from the start, and I'm not talking about the Miami head coach, Gino Damari. I'm talking about the nickname for Lucas Gordon. If he looks good from the start, and let's say he gets two, three innings in, and then the skies completely open up and they have to pull him out, then depending on what the score is at the time, are you then zeroing in on doing, you know, uh, bridging it, piecing it, and how do you bridge it? Are you doing it with with long-term relief? Are you doing it with short-term relief? Uh, you know, for uh, a left-hander, you got Ace Whitehead, are uh, you know ready to come out of the pen if you if you need him? Uh, Charlie Hurley, if it's a longer 
uh, deal from the right hand. You got Chase Loomis who can come out. He talked about Chase the other day uh, coming out of the uh, uh, the uh, pen is uh, a left-hander. So, you know, I think I think it, it would depend on what the score is. What's what's the old thing you say about in uh, basketball score time situation? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I, I I think that's what it is. What inning is it? What's the score? Um, you know, how long did you wait? Uh, you know, I've I've asked far more learned baseball minds than my own, like uh, Keith Moreland and Greg Swindell and Ty Harrington, about that that deal where you, um, you know, where you where uh, you, you have to wait out a rain delay and how long is too long, where you just can't bring the guy back, and they said you know and and they've all said pretty much it depends on first of all the arm the guy that you're talking about mm-hmm. um, depends on the situation. Most of the time, you can get in the forty to forty-five minute range and still be okay, but but you got to it, it gets pretty dicey after that. Now, having said all that, and and it, I've only I've only seen this one time, but it, it did happen the one time in Norman, Oklahoma, a few years ago, where our good friend and one of our broadcasters on these Nathan Thornhill was pitching at OU on a Sunday afternoon and they had a deal just like this where the skies opened up and Texas had the lead and there was a two and a half hour delay. And 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 I've had Nathan talk about this uh, <clears throat> on the air on our Longhorn broadcast this year uh, about how they wrapped up his arm and Skip Johnson, they kept a really uh, good close look on his arm, kept everything warm, kept him tight, kept him loose. It was a two and a half hour delay. He came back out and I think he wound up pitching eight innings total of of a of a shutout that uh, Texas put on the Sooners that day. So it was it was a big part of it. And but that's that's an exception to the rule. And as we know, Nate was not a exceptionally hard thrower. Right. He was more control with his fastball um, and get ahead of the hitters and use his breaking stuff and off speed stuff to to get the guys out. It's a little bit different with harder throwers, certainly. Um, so that's. It's a good question. I think they've, they've got several guys. The question is, he's also been really pleased. I will tell you this. David said this the other day, and you were there, when he said he likes what he's seen out of Andre Duplantier of late in his, in his side work and his scrimmaging and things of that nature. So there's another, there's another uh, right arm that you can go to. And then they, they, you know, they've got several different other guys, uh, Travis Daly, Zane Morehouse, Kobe Minchie. You know, there's, there's guys. Uh, the question is, time score situation, I think. We'll, we'll do a lot depending on what's going to happen with that. For sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about Dylan Campbell's hitting streak, Craig, but it's, yeah. it's, it's amazing how if you talk to D.C., if you if you interview him, if you just watch his body language, you know, when he's just hanging around the, you know, the, the cage or whatever, you, you never know that this is a guy that's a hit today away from breaking the Big 12 record. It's a non-story to him. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a complete non-story to him. You bring it up, and he's he doesn't even he doesn't even smile and shrug his shoulders. He just kind of shrugs and yeah, you know, it's kind of like yeah, it's it, it's a not that it's a nuisance or bearing down on. Him, it's just that you know that's something that if I were to think about it would allow would 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 detract me distract me from being able to do what my daily job is. That's the vibe I get from D.C. and talking to him about it. And he's yeah. like, you know, on down the road, yeah, I'll enjoy it, but uh, we got to win ball games and we got to do this. You know, he didn't, he, doesn't really, he doesn't really get But his teammates, 
obviously get very, very excited for him. And in, like you said, if he gets a hit today, that's 36 in a row, and he, he moves out of the tie for the all-time list with Ty Wright from Oklahoma State in 2007. So he becomes the Big 12's all-time uh, hit streak leader. So so there's that. that that's, so, what you, you know. that's one of the things you love about team sports. You know, I uh, – you know, whenever a guy gets drafted or, or wins an award or whatever, you know, and we've seen this with some Texas teams, the teammates almost have more of a an overjoyed reaction than the guy himself does. Like I remember last year, uh, you know, when what Ivan got, I think it was the uh, not the Dick Hauser, it was the Golden Spikes when he got the Golden Spikes, and they did the zoom from inside the the clubhouse, and like it, you know, everybody else in that clubhouse was more excited than Ivan, and and it, comparing like how Ivan handled everything last year, it was almost like. You know, he'd crack that smile and he'd be like, I, I literally cannot believe any of this is happening right now. Not and not braggadocious at all, almost like in awe that everything was happening. But with DC, it's you wouldn't know the difference. If, like I said, if you walked up to him right now, you would know the difference if he had a 35 game hitting streak or if he was 0 for his last 35. No you, doubt. You wouldn't know the difference. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, the teammates tend to get more excited about that stuff. The, the 20, was it the. Uh, it, no, it was the it was the uh, the twenty four to six win over um, uh, over San Jose State and and our twenty four to three win over San Jose State. That's when uh, Cam Constantine hit his first home run as long and you you would have thought his teammates were about to tear the place apart. They were they were that excited uh, for Cam. All right, um, we need a break. Jeff, it is raining. Hey, Craig, can we uh, can we dispel one thing that I don't I don't think you're going to see this? Somebody asked on the Specs Tech Line a baseball sure. related question: Would there be a situation where Tanner Witt comes in to close? No, 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 not at because all. It, because uh, it's not because he he wouldn't be capable of doing it, but the way that they the way that they're they're doing the run up with Tanner. First of all, you need a third starter, even if he's only an opener, mm-hmm. uh, to go an inning or two or three. Uh, you need that. Secondly, uh, David Pierce does not want to heat him up for a situation that might or might not happen, and especially now with the uncertain situation with the weather here. Um, the last thing in the world you want to do is get a guy heated because you only got a limited amount of warm up time for him and pitches for him. So you'd rather do it from a fixed point to be able to start the ball game than doing that. There, there, you know, maybe if this team continued on and, and if this team continues to, you know, and put it together and they and they win this regional and uh, go out and and win the super regional, whether it's in Palo Alto or at home or College Station or wherever, and they win and get to Omaha, maybe, maybe then you might see something like that. But I think also the staff likes where they are with him as well yeah um, uh he went three and for whatever it's worth he went three and a third in an inner squad last yeah. saturday so he's at least still somewhat on schedule and to your point craig i think the bigger thing especially in a regional your your third starter his start is either going to be an elimination game yeah or it's going to be your 2-0 and and that's the game that could put you in the supers so yep. that third starter especially in a regional is far more important than you know closing out one of the first two games to get you down that road 